Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Trubisky, a threat to run, flips it to the outside. It is caught by Montgomery. Montgomery makes a move upfield and brings it to the clear. Touchdown, Bears. Trubisky kept the play alive, and then Montgomery did the rest. Trubisky will air it out. End zone, touchdown. Makes the connection with Mooney. Now Mitchell Trubisky really struggled first three quarters last week with Kittle. First half popped up in the air, and it's intercepted, picked off by Love. Forces his way in, touchdown Giants. Oh, what a catch along the sideline. And it is intercepted. Here's trying to hold on. Four seconds left. Chicago Bears escape. They hold off the New York Giants 17 to 13, the final at Soldier Field. In those days, in the 30s, early 30s, there are three teams that dominated the league New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. Tampa OB. You cannot give up 97-yard touchdown. How is it possible that you could be on the? And then you miss the tackle. You go in there like a punk. Not put your head down. One time, do you throw to somebody? One time, OB got close to it. These guys see football their own way. Dan Hampton. You need discipline. You need some toughness. Shame on you, Chicago Bears. And Ed Obradovich. I am so aggravated. No. This guy, I, 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 I can't. I, 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 I flabbergasted is the word, OB. It's the Hamp and OB Show, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, Chevy. We are a slightly flabbergasted, but yet, I guess, ecstatic? 2-0, Chicago Bears. OB's already shooting me looks even when I throw out the word ecstatic. But no, a win is a- because I predicted they would be 2-0. You and, did, Ed O'Brien. And I gave you the reasons why. Because they were playing terrible football teams? That's exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did not play a very good one today. Who the lost three the- worst teams in the league, they opened up with 2-3. and three. They got it. it. It looked like a blowout for a second today. Seventeen nothing at the half. The Giants had lost their best player, Saquon Barkley, whisking, uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, rumors, uh, many reports that he did tear his ACL. That's not good for the football yeah. Giants. Not good for Saquon. Incredible talent. Uh, and Mitchell Trubisky was great in the first half, and then he wasn't. Dan Hampton. Well, you know, obviously, uh, congrats uh, to the victor goes the spoils, as they say. 2-0 and is 2-0. and However you want to cut it, slice it, dice it. But uh, as we just heard on the bump in, Mark Carmen, the Bears are the luckiest team I've ever seen. The most important piece of equipment they pack each and every week is that horseshoe. You know who's got stuck somewhere. And, you know, a, a, a rookie running back drops a sure touchdown last week that would have beat us. Tip ball goes up 15 feet in the air. And and today, 
you know, the, the, the you know Danny Dimes, uh, who played like a plug nickel for most of the game, had them down at the goal line, you know, taking shots, and you know we're, we were able to get it stopped, and otherwise would would be zero and two. So you know, and and again, you know, you want fake news? Well, two and zero. The the reality is, Ob, this team is not playing very good football, and obviously on offense we struggle. <clears throat> To be consistent. Last week we saw, you know, three quarters of futility with a mercurial uh, three touchdown performance in the fourth quarter that gave us a chance to win, which we did. And then, as you said, Trubisky was decent early in this game. Decent. Okay. Okay. But then when you need to put people away, we couldn't do it. And there was a point in the game, if this was a moment in time, and I wrote it down. You know, a lot of times uh, during the football game, they uh, the you know the old man momentum. He comes when you least expect it. Well, when uh, Roquan Smith got that penalty in the third quarter, it was a minute and thirty three seconds left to go in the third quarter, and I wrote it down. And since that that penalty where the quarterback ran and you know got down, and Roquan, who has been you know coached, taught, and disciplined on this. Ad nauseum, still tries to take a headshot and goes in there with, you know, throwing a shoulder at him. They, they get the penalty. They go on and score 10 unanswered points. And included in that is their defense forcing an interception of Trubisky. So, I mean, so many things about this game just drives you crazy. All I know is 17 points in the first half, zero in the second half is going to win about one game a year. And I think that was today. Well, that, that's an actual absolutely Dan you know what I think with about a minute to go in the second quarter that's when they scored their 17th point and we come in at halftime make adjustments come out in the third quarter no points come out in the fourth quarter no points we could talk about about Trubisky all day long he is what he is Dan there's nothing going to change but the guy that keeps getting the pass in this town is this head coach of ours, Nagy. He came from Kansas City, where they were winning by 20 points. By 20 points against a Tennessee team that they could have put away any day of the week, and he doesn't score another point in the second half, and they lose. What happened today? What happened last week? What happened all last year? This guy will not put anybody away. He plays scared to death football. And here's the other thing that just you got to pass in this league, okay? Mooney, our draft choice, I believe our fourth round draft choice. Fifth round. Darnell Fifth, Mooney. Yeah, okay, from New Orleans. He runs what? A 4-3-8? 4-3-5? Looks great. How many times did we go downfield today? To try to score a touchdown, whether it be a a deep post, a fly, a corner route. How many times? Zilch, zero, none. That was Mitch's best play of the day, his touchdown to Moody. And and you know what the the hidden hand byproduct of that was? The idiotic moron defensive coordinator of the Giants has what they were calling the amoeba defense, which is eight DBs, three linebackers, not a defensive lineman on the field. And two of their best defensive players are defensive linemen. 
You know, Leonard Williams is a good player. Uh, you got him off the – anyway, Mitch had all day because, the, the, you know, the three linebackers rushing the passer. It was a mush rush. He bought time, bought time, bought time, caught the corner with his back turn and threw it up for Mooney, which the young kid – and I'm telling you, he's money. I love this kid so far. But, we got to get him deep, Dan. But, I mean, how many idiotic defensive coordinators are going to run a defense out like that and play into your hands? So, you know, hey, we got callers. We're going to get to you. We, uh, we're we 2-0. When you're two and zero, I think it's sixty two percent of the teams the last thirty years that are two and zero make the playoffs. So we've got we got that going for us. But I got to tell you, folks, we're going down to Atlanta where those guys they put up points and they had the Cowboys beat today, let them off the hook. So I mean, this is going to get real, real interesting this weekend. That was a nauseating loss for the Falcons. They were up thirty nine thirty late to let the Cowboys score a touchdown, and then they l- did not recover an onside kick, gave up a field goal at the horn to lose it. All right, coming on back here three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That being said, they are playing an zero and two Atlanta Falcons team next week. The a Bears desperate are- team whose coach is probably going to get fired if they lose yeah and it, it might have been better actually for the bears or the falcons at once today i don't know that we can you can you'll never know the answer to that one but they don't care but the point is listen, the, 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 the whole, fact is they're desperate the first six games guys if we don't get it done now i'll tell you what armageddon's on it's coming here getting closer guys Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. hamp and ob till eight o'clock your calls are welcome we'll take them coming on back here 720 wgn hamp and ob with a special announcement for you. By the way, my name is Mark Carmen. We're with you till eight o'clock. Bears beat the the uh, not the Lions. That was last week, Carm. They beat the Giants seventeen thirteen. Jeff Vukovic is the important thing here. Vuk Vuk is back. He's a straight shooter. He knows insurance. He's on your side. He'd love to help you. Nationwide is on your side. Check out JeffVuk.com. Nationwide is on your side. I would say we're just okay right now. You know, I think we expect uh, a little better, but I'm not criticizing our players and coaches. I just that's a part of, of being in the second week with no preseason. So we have high expectations and we want to be better. So I, I, I think that that's just um, speaks to who our guys are as people. Wow. Anyway, that that was unbelievable. He, he, he the, he's yeah. he, does he have a problem with his I, memory? Yeah, yeah. He, with no preseason, I can't even believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the Giants had one, right? The, the Lions right, played right, in the preseason, right, 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 right. Well, and just but even Morty. like, but forget about the other teams. You haven't cared about the preseason. Certainly now with your quarterback, which is the most important position in football, if not all sports. And now you're going to say that we're a little bit rusty because we didn't have the preseason. That's impressive. Unbelievable. And, you know, you There's brought another up, word for it, but I won't say it. But did the preseason uh, persuade him that when we got the illegal chop block on a uh, a first down run, now it's first and 25, Montgomery goes for 23, and yet we failed to pick up the first down because what they get no, they, to, to the third quarter, uh, third down, and Trubisky is in the gun and and tries to throw the ball downfield. Well, they did pick up the first down. They just picked it up in the most amazing kind of Bears way. Ball deflected, bounces around, and somehow Bobby Massey. Oh no, yeah, that, that, okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, again, by the the horseshoe again is is the most important piece of equipment we have at the moment. Three one. Let's get to these calls. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Mike in Rockford's been on hold since three o'clock. What's up, Mike? Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, man. Hey, no, no problem, guys. I'll hang on the line twenty four hours for you guys. Uh, 
Here's the bottom line. As you would say, Dan, uh, Mitch Stinkbisky, we're getting an average quarterback. You, you know what baffles me is they didn't p- play him in last year's preseason. So if Nagy's going to use the excuse, well, we didn't have a preseason, well, you didn't play him in last year's preseason, right? So that's kind of, uh, I don't know, he's trapping himself by saying something like that. The, the other thing is, guys, what, what the heck is going on with, uh, I mean, the play calling is, is terrible. Uh, and I don't know if you see this, what I see, but it's just, it just it doesn't make any sense, guys. And I'm going to go back and say this. If, if we, as a team, if the team does not make the playoffs, I want to ask you guys an honest question. How long, please tell me that Ryan Pace isn't going to be brought back. I mean, you know, he's got to get the X. But you guys, you guys know this. You play for this organization. It starts at the top, the very, very top. And any organization, any business, any corporation, it's always at the top, and it trickles down. Hey, so, Mike, we do guys. Thanks, Mike. And Mike, and I don't Mike, th- let me jump in there quickly here. Go ahead, Obi. Mike, I I will. I said this last year. Said at the beginning of this year, they have to get into the playoffs and move in the playoffs. Okay, they've got to get to the Super Bowl. If they don't, Pace is gone and Nagy's gone. Well, if it's you, right. Hot, 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 don't bet against me, buddy boy. I will. I will bet against you on that one, Ob. I don't think that will too. I, I mean, if they make the playoffs, they, these guys are getting new uh, extensions. I'm just saying. It, it, see, and again, that's fine. So, you guys, whatever. That's fine. But, I'm telling you, if we don't get there, enough is enough with this group. Okay, but Mike's point was this offense is so hurt. It's almost a mirror image of Trubisky's play. It's herky jerky, no consistency, no rhythm, no rhyme to a lot of what they are trying to do. Now, we, we've talked about Montgomery. How are we going to get to the Super Bowl with this kid at quarterback? Well, it's hard to believe. And, you know, everywhere you look, I was, you know, the San Diego Chargers uh, starter. Tyrod Taylor comes up with some mysterious injury in the pre pregame, and so they put the uh, Justin the, Herbert uh, uh, Herbert in, and he he looks like Tom Brady. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's dicing up the uh, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City defense, moving the ball up and down the field at will. Now, forget him. What about the Minshaw mania? What about uh, the, uh, the Barrow the other night for the Bengals? Throws for four hundred. I'm just saying. You know, you, we know it when we see it, okay? It's like a diamond merchant. They know it when they see it. Unfortunately, this offense has been kind of coached down, dumbed down, rele- relegated to some kind of obscure, uh, you know, uh, hijinks kind of a offense where we throw it here, we try that, we do this, we do that. Yeah. Always thinking, how can we razzle and dazzle rather than go out and pound away, which... I think offensive line and our new newfound offensive line strength should be ex- exerted with the running game, but he won't stick with it. Let me just, since you mentioned Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, he was at, I was at the Super Bowl this year, and Minshew's there. And I asked him, did the Bears ever show any interest in you? This, now, this was a six-round pick. They got Riley Ridley sitting on the bench. I mean, you, you know who you, who you have at quarterback. They met with him. He thought he was coming here. Hmm. And... For whatever reason, and he's as likable. He would be a star in this town. He's easygoing, 
RV guy. But you know what? It's just like us talking about Mahomes. We could have had him, but we didn't. Right. And so it's we can't ev- we can't crowd or spilt milk. Every, every but, time. Swing but again, and miss. back to let's get to a call. But you know what? Mike was right on the money. This offense, I mean, it's it's trying to figure out a way to go backwards. Jim, Crown Point, welcome to 720 WGN Hamp and OB. Go ahead. Gentlemen, two things. We miss Howard. I don't know why they got rid of him. Second, Bingo. I never coached. I never coached. I never played. But I looked at the game at the end. The Giants had a chance to tie. Uh, why would you go for the touchdown? Somebody explain that to me. No, they didn't have a chance to tie. The 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 uh, they, had, they had to score a touchdown. Seventeen thirteen. Three points. Three points. Okay. All right. Okay. Jim, three I'm points would have done zilch. Yeah. yeah. You, you had to make but, it the, but 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 the Howard thing. That's going to be their death certificate because uh, I'm telling you right now they're going to be eight and eight or nine and seven. Jim, thanks for the call. I and, mean, and, Dave Montgomery looked good today. Hey, and again, it's done. It's over. We can't be lamenting all the bad decisions. Okay, here's one for you. Why not? Nick Kwiatkowski <laughs> was a fourth round draft pick that they opted to stay with Danny Trevathan, who looks lost thus far this season. He was a draft Smith? pick. Hey, I mean, he he looks like a, a shell of what he was, you know, two years ago. But Kwiatkowski was basically allowed to walk, and we decide on Trevathan. And even though. Kwiatkowski was a draft pick, and you would think that he'd want to protect his draft picks. Here. I and Jordan Howard was, you know, was a kid that you know he was a bear draft pick, allowed to go. Two things: when are we going to start using the tight ends in our offense? Good question. In our basic offense, and number two, when the hell are we going to stretch the field? That's in a passing game. Two: when are we going to get the tight ends involved? We went out. We spent a lot of money, high draft choices, and and they might as well be sitting in a bar next to me. When are they going to get Mooney down the field? Why you had the first two games all the time in the world to try to stretch the field and let's go to a long game, intermediate game, and we don't do it and we don't throw to the tight ends. Shame on you guys. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. The Bears are three two and zero two and zero two and zero. Well, you're counting your chickens. I, I, I did get a little excited. News right now. Cause coming up. Your calls coming back. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred seven twenty WGN. The way that ended and just you know the guys are tired and, and the way it went with scoring no points in the second half. It certainly doesn't feel as exciting as it was last week when you when we won with a comeback and scoring all of our points in the in the fourth quarter. But I also told our guys, now listen, it is not easy to win in this league. I don't care who you're playing, and we're 2-0. and So what we got to do now is we got to go back and we got to balance out, okay, where are we at as a team right now? Do we like our identity, offense, defense, special teams? How can we get better? And, um, and that's what we'll do. I, I have all the confidence world, our coaches, and then the players, they'll criticize themselves too. It's the head coach, Matt. Nagy after the ball. Absolutely amazing. Well, he has an opportunity to grab their attention, right? I mean, if you guys were walking, he said in there. he's got he's two and zero. Yeah, and he says we got to go back this week and find out where we're at. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's the head coach. Yeah, he probably has an idea of where they're at. I we're gonna get to the phone calls right now. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. I just want to point out here that this team has been built around a defense. That's the point. You have an a, a average quarterback. And the defense today allowed a 95-yard drive right down the field in the middle of the second half. 
fourth and one at the goal line, got pushed back to the end of the end zone as they waltzed in. To me, that's a huge problem. I don't know how you guys. Of course, are. it is. You know, and again, as you just pointed out, the premise is play great defense, get some breaks, get some turnovers, give the offense, you know, easy opportunities. But still, the offense has has got to do their part. They can't go shut out in the second half. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Josh, welcome to Hampton OB on WGN. What's up, Josh? Yeah, um, I just wanted to add, you know, what is wrong with our defense? You know what? Because today that quarterback on the other, the other team had all the time in the world, and we did nothing to, to try to sack him. You know, our defense is not good, and before we had a stellar defense, and you're not going to win the Super Bowl like that. Um, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you might win a Super Bowl like that, but we're not going to win a Super Bowl like that. You're right. Fundamentally, it it has to start up front. And, you know, Akeem Hicks is not the same player he was last year pre-injury. You know, it's an arm. I don't know. You know, a lot of times with a neck or a back, a guy won't be playing so low and violent. Well, it looks to me like OB, he's doing a lot of standing up and dancing and trying to swim and things like that. Well... That's what happens. And, and you, 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 you texted me this week. You replayed the, uh, the Detroit game and Khalil Mack got his butt kicked up and down the field by a backup. Um, Quinn, you know, started off really good. His very first play, uh, you know, went around the, uh, tackle and got a strip sack. All these different things. But it's, it's, defense is about consistency. You're only as strong as your weakest link and a good offense. And I'm not, convinced that either one of the coordinators of the Giants know anything about football, but Jason Garrett was able to figure out a few things, and he attacked our defense in the second half, and they were able to move the ball. And again, to the end of the game, they were down knocking on the door. If they get a catch in the end zone, they win. I would say about the last five years or so, we've had a defense that can win a Super Bowl. And I will say this. I said last year, that window was starting to get shorter every year. Guys are getting traded off. Guys are leaving. Guys are getting hurt. Another year added on to another year added on. Another year added on. The wear and tear in this league and this window is shrinking, is shrinking with the Bears' defense. Cleo Mack last year, you could say, was basically missing in action. And I'll tell you what, so far this year, for a guy making that kind of money, I don't know, guys. I'll tell you what. We're going to find out here in the next, oh, I'd say, we've got, we've got about four games left to really build a couple of more wins or so. But I'll tell you, it's going to come. And then we're going to see how good Nagy can coach. We're going to see how good Trubisky can play, how good our offense can do, and how good our defense can do. Because I'll tell you what, we're going to start playing some tough teams here in about well, five, six weeks. You do, you know, you, <clears throat> we spent a lot of time lamenting, oh, we could have had this guy, that guy. What, what about Vic Fangio? We miss him more than anybody we've lost in the last 10 years. I'm telling you, defense has not been even close to what it was under Fangio. Let's get back to the calls. 312-981-7200. Dave, welcome to WGN Hamp and OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys, it's a pleasure uh, being with uh, every single year. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you guys give me a little relief from this uh, the post game with the Bears because I've called you guys every single year. I live in South Florida. I watch the Bears religiously. And every single year, Obradovich, you are correct. This offense is putrid. How do you go from the first game, game one, against the Lions, the lowly Lions, 
you get two field goals within three quarters. And then this week, you get shut out in the second half by a nondescript Giants defense. This goes well beyond uh, Mitch Trubisky. This goes to the play calling. This also goes to the GM, as you know, Hampton discussed, that we just don't – we can't evaluate talent, number one. And number two, the play calling is horrendous. We don't go downfield. I coached high school. You guys played in the NFL at the highest level. And we, how can I see that? And I only played college for one year. How can I see that? And these guys can't see that. The, the, the play calling is horrendous. I, I'm tired of it. I'm ready to you know, jump off a cliff. Well, don't, don't that, jump, Dave. Hang in there. David, that's why. Appreciate we, the call. <clears throat> yeah, that's why we don't score points. And, and I made this statement earlier today, and I made it last week. I'm telling you, this guy, Pace and Nagy, this has been year after year after year. He's not playing the starters in the exhibition season. Now this year he says you got to be playing the exhibition games because you got to get used to the actual speed and timing and tempo of a game. I mean, you got to be kidding me. But I'm going to tell you, they don't move. This team doesn't get to the Super Bowl. Mark my word, I'll say it again. These guys are gone. They're gone. How many times is everybody going to make excuses for him game after game, year after year, and we keep getting the same stuff? How the hell can you have a kid like Mooney who's absolutely, I mean, a, a, a bullet flying down the field, and we use him on a 12-yard hook in two games? We don't stretch the field. We did it again today. It's insane. And it's Okay. We went on tip balls. We went on another quarterback uh, making stupid calls or plays, and it's always a tight game. We're winning by a point, two points, five points, seven points maybe, and we got to kick a field goal at the end of the game. Enough is enough. Just look at what you see every week. Do you see trying to burn up the field, trying to score? Do you see it? Did you see it for the last 30 minutes today? Jesus. Okay. And, you know, folks, the the, the answer, is, they're not going to tell you what the answer is, but we will. The answer is they know what and who Trubisky is. So they know they cannot shift into that gear because it's just going to lead to the a road to doom. Now, Shame I on them, Dan. Well, but that's – hey – we're married to him now because he was, a, you know, Pace sold out his life for him. Now, let me just tell you this, Mark Carmen. Blake Martinez was the linebacker that we saw today that played for the Packers for the last four or five years. And what do you think Blake Martinez was saying in the meetings, watching the film, getting ready for the Bears about Mitchell Trubisky? What do you think he was saying? What do you think? He's oh, stupid. <laughs> was he saying, oh, this guy, you got to watch him, man. He's dipping. You know what he's saying? Bait and jump. And you know what? Act like, you know, somebody's open, obviously, then, you know, try to, you know, break on the ball and cover. And I'm just telling you, if you have had a little ring time with this offense, with Trubisky, it doesn't take a genius to figure out. It's just a matter of time. 
that he's going to make the unforced error. Well, Blake Martinez, for the record, was the giant that deflected the fourth and two pass that was intended for Jimmy Graham that bounced up into the air that landed up in Bobby Massey's hands. You got a first down. So they knew on that it was going to be a, you know a real quick hitter to the tight end. They jumped the route. They forced it up. Bobby Massey was the one. That's that got how the he carry. won the first two games. Yep. Goofy plays. Well, horseshoe. That that play allowed them to at least take some time off the clock. They ended up missing the field goal. Right, but. But how much time did they have at the end of the game that not, was burned up, not, right? right not they, were, they were killing the clock, and they were out of it. But anyway, we'll get back to some uh, 312-981-7200. we got a two-minute timeout, and we'll get to Mike and Ron and Rob and you. 312-981-7200. Hamp and OB, the Bears are 2-0 and beating the Giants, but uh, it has not been a picture-perfect first two weeks of we the season. We are fretting away. 720 WGN. Interference. Offense. Our rule of the game is over. It's done. The Chicago Bears escape. Pass was intended for Golden Tate. Knocked down. Tate was actually called for pushing off against Eddie Jackson near the goal line. That didn't matter. Bears win, Bears win, 17-13 OB. You're doing a dance at uh, the Bears being 2-0. It was unbelievable how much you were celebrating during the break in here. Well, I'll tell you what. That, well, I told you, I said, right now, I said, they're going to be 2-0. and And the reason they're playing of the three worst teams in the National Football League for about the last 10 years, we're playing two of them. Well, the Giants have been the worst football team in the NFL the last three years, 12-36 and and 0-1 this year, now 0-2. So make that 12-38. and 38. So that is a factual statement for the record. And, and, it's, and it's a combination. It's a team game, and it's a team effort for them to be the worst. They had the worst offense and defensive coordinator, I think, in the league. Their maybe defense today played, you know. They also lost their best player. Style of, and they again, they, that's exactly it. Saquon Barkley is one of the top ten players in the league, and they lose him yeah, right, right at the beginning. That just is never ne- – you never want to see that. Let's 312-981-7200. Ron in Hazelcrest, you have been waiting longest. Welcome to Hampton OB 720 WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Thank you. Uh, I just have three comments to make, and then I'll hang up and uh, listen to your comments. Number one, we draft a um, quality tight end from Notre Dame, and we really don't utilize him at this point. We don't play him. He's maybe one or two targets a game. Uh, second of all, we as a team can't continually go on with a quarterback that can't uh, think and really can't perform. He gets nervous in the uh, in the pocket or, or running around, and he's not the answer. And second of all, I just have uh, some issues with our play calling by the coach. After two years of being a coach, um, it's almost like he's coming off as a rookie. And I'll I'll hang up and listen to you guys' comment. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Ronnie, you're spot on. You're spot on. He is is singing the Hampton OB National Anthem right now. That is true. Uh, The Cole Komet thing, I don't know what is real. Did you hear what I just said about ten minutes ago? Tight ends. We bring Graham in. We draft this kid, yeah. Cole Komet, and and what do we do? Do we utilize the Titans in our passing game? No. 
Do we go downfield with Mooney? No. Cool. Well, on a almost on a, uh, a, a it was almost like a uh, if you could take out snippets in Detroit. Trubisky trying to throw the ball to the tight ends. He was throwing it five yards behind them on a number of occasions. Today, Cole Komet got his first catch of uh, his career. Congrats. But, you know, Jimmy Graham is the guy they paid a fortune to come in and get the majority of the playing time. And even though, you know, the 21 set, which is two tight ends, one back, is what we need to be utilizing more on a regular basis It's almost, and folks, you see this in politics a lot. You see people trying to dazzle their peers. They're not trying to really get votes or there's a, they're trying to do and say things that will make other people in their circle, their industry go, Oh, wow, that's clever. That's smart. But rather than do what you're supposed to do to, to win a game. And unfortunately, it's almost like Matt Nagy is so hung up and caught up in trying to be clever and the wizard and, and go with all these different sets and do all this, you know, creative, uh, off the, off the wall kind of things that he forgets that the most important thing about an offense is having a certain, you know, core and a, a, a fundamental that you can say, hey, it's the fourth quarter and this is what we're going to do and burn the clock and beat your butt. And we don't have it. And that's why today we go Zippo in the second half. One of the most integral positions in a passing game, the last, I would say, 15, 20 years, if not longer, is the tight end. A lot of times, what do you see, folks? Just all you got to do is watch Kansas City and some of the great teams, passing teams. What do you see a tight end do? Whether he's on a strong or weak side or in a flankers or a slot position or out of the wideout, they put him in motion to the stronger, to the weak side. Do you see us utilizing our tight ends? Not only in that fashion, but how are we? why are we not splitting the zones going downfield? Why are we not utilizing the tight ends? All you have to do is watch TV, watch the other teams, and take a look at us. It's, I mean, it's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. Just for the record, Jimmy Graham today was targeted one time, had one catch for 18 yards. So I'm wondering, uh, Jimmy probably is not thrilled tonight. Uh, It's, Mark, it's one of the most integral passing formations and positions in the passing game is a tight end. Cole Komet was targeted one time, had one catch for 12 yards. Demetrius Harris was targeted one time, and that one did not work out. So we targeted the tight end three times today. Al Robinson, who deserves a ton of targets, uh, had the most today, nine. And, of course, we had the interception where Robinson normally makes that catch. That was not Trubisky's fault. We're not going to convert on third downs, not unless we start utilizing our tight end situation. We're just not. We stink at it. 312-981-7200. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Rob in Hoffman Estates. Welcome to Hampton OB seven twenty WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys, thanks so much. Yep, uh, I'll be brief. I've got four points, much of which has been talked about before. I grew up uh, throwing ice balls when I was in college with guys at Packer fans in Soldier Field. So, and now I'm sixty. But I'll tell you what: play management and clock management. Last week we saw them score too early. Okay, scoring too early is a problem, and they couldn't maintain it. Detroit could have and should have won that game. Today, we saw poor clock management. Again, they couldn't protect the league. 
Okay, so that's point number one. Point number two, can we use the blitz a few more times, more than once? How many times did they blitz today? And it was successful. What happened to the, off- what happened to the big D? Secondly, we've got a guy named Trubisky. He's in his fourth year, and the goal of the summer was for him to learn footwork. Don't you, you don't you learn footwork your first or second year? I'm sorry, Trubisky. That would be in high school. Hanging his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trubisky's on the bench, hanging his head. Last time I saw Tom Brady when they were down ten points, or and and we had the lead. He's up and down the sideline, motivating his guys. Where's the leadership? Okay, so that's my that's my main comment. He doesn't have any confidence, and I'm sorry, Nagy doesn't know football because this is the second week in a row we're going to look at the game clock. It, wasn't he there? You know, if I have to hear this again, I'm jumping off the roof. We need Nick Foles, and we need a young quarterback. That's what I'm saying today, guys. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Yep. And every way you look around the league, the young kids are doing well and thriving. Unfortunately, the uh, the player we selected, not so much. One, one last thing. You know, this team is not devoid of talent, but we do the worst job of any a lot of teams in the NFL utilizing our talent. Khalil Mack was turned loose on a blitz today. I don't know what planet you're on, OB, but if I'm the offensive coordinator, I say nobody turns him loose. I don't care if, if, if the stadium catches on fire. But that's how bad the Giants were. We, we, we That was open and ripe for you know getting after the quarterback. Nobody blocked him. We did it one time, and then it's like, oh, we're too smart to do it again. Kaz coming up after 6 o'clock. We'll continue with your phone calls. 312-981-7200. Hang in there, callers. 7200. It's Hampton OB on 720 WGN. A little bit of both. You always got to give credit to the defense when they're making plays and making you get off the field. Um, we can't turn the ball over, and that's myself and the whole offense included. So I just got to continue to make good decisions, not putting the ball in harm's way, and uh, and, and and stay on the field. But it's, it's definitely us staying in rhythm, us staying aggressive, and everybody being on the same page and and having that mindset that, that we got to go out there and finish. So um, we got to look at it, correct our mistakes, and, and keep getting better. You know, Mitchell Trubisky is getting a Ph.D. in how to not make it just about him. We can't have, to, we can't have turnovers, me and the entire offense as a whole. What you're saying is that it was Allen's and Robinson's fault that he dropped the pass that was a good throw by you and it wasn't your fault, that interception? Because that's what I just heard. Did I miss anything there? Did anybody well, else hear it differently? To be clever with the way he's framing it, but you know, hey, these guys ought to come up to the mic and go, you know what? We're two and zero. Nobody's happy. We're playing bad. And the one thing is, as we bring on the great Kozlowski, the great Glenn Kozlowski. Yeah. Hello, great because, before, before we go to Glenn, I just want to put a shout out to a few people. Uh, my son Eddie. I ran into four of his buddies yesterday: John Flannery. Matt Shipley, John Donatelli, and and guess and Jack Venisi, Danny, yeah, Jerry Venisi's son. Right. But but these guys they they were with Eddie, you know, at the at the uh, board of trade and great Bear fans pulling for the Bears, but I don't think they're Trubisky fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? At some point. Uh, you know this, they're realists. Uh, the, the team's got my back. Is uh, obviously you know becoming very old, and sooner or later you you got to put the cheese on the cracker. And we all know what it is. Cos, what was your biggest takeaway from today? Uh, they won. That's it. I mean, look, they're a bad team. They won. They've 
one by hook and, and crook. Um, let's call it what it is. Dan is 100% correct. Uh, Mitchell is not an NFL quarterback. That's it, plain and simple. And if, you know, Ed, I know that you you get after Nagy, but what do you do if your boss tells you that this is your starting guy, he's your go-to guy, and you've got to figure out how to game plan with the worst quarterback in the National Football League. I'm watching the, the young kid from San Diego busting up the Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh, you know, he gets his first start, and here he is. He's three points up on the uh, the Super Bowl champion. So, uh, you know, it, it, look, his hands are tied. This is – he's not a good quarterback, although, you know, they drop passes at critical times. He's thrown some good balls, but he is what he is, and he's just – they're going to struggle every week. Uh, they're going to look bad, and hopefully by hook and by crook, they win more games than they lose until we get rid of Pace. Once Pace is gone, maybe Nagy could be a good coach. I just don't know because right now he's tied up with a horrible quarterback. He did throw a touchdown pass to Anthony Miller that Miller dropped. Three targets today, just for the record. It was a good pass. and It was you know, a great pass. Yeah. But that's what you're supposed to do every down, Mark. That's why you're in the NFL. You're that's why you're getting $20 million a year. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but I'm just trying to be fair. He's point. bad. Here's the deal. Look, I'm not beating him up. I, I, I'm sure he's a wonderful kid. And I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. Here's the deal. Um, he's not a good NFL quarterback. Plain and simple. So the Bears, week to week, we could discuss going down the field. We could discuss anything we want. But the reality of it is he can't do it. And if he can't do it, you can't do it as an offense. They have talent on that team. They have a pretty good defense, not as good as I thought it would be. But they're good enough. But you know what? They're lacking at the quarterback position, Ed. And that's it. It's really simple. Well, And so Glenn, we're I... going to st- struggle with this, and hopefully they'll win more than they lose, but it's going to be by hook and crook. I love their fourth down and one pass that goes to their, uh, what was it, their, uh, their tackle. I mean, everybody dials that up on fourth and one, right? It's a go-to thing. Yeah, throw it to your tight end and double coverage, have it get tipped to your tackle and have them fall forward for the first down. That's what everybody does. 312-981-7200. OB, you want to take some well, calls? I, I was, uh, the only thing that I would say is he is the man that is heading up the game planning. He puts the final stamp on it, okay? He what calls, do do, he, though, he calls the play. He calls Glenn, Glenn, he calls the plays. He sets it up. He calls the plays. And all you have to do is take a look from every team to team, the game, the game, the year to year. It's all about passing, all about using tight ends, all about going downfield. And just exactly what it, the hell is it that we do? We do nothing. Nothing. We don't do a damn thing. We don't convert on third down. We don't throw down the field. And we don't utilize our tight ends. Now, whose fault is that? That's Nagy. That's the quarterback's fault. The quarterback, who's telling them what to do? Who's coaching them and telling them what to do? Who? It's the quarterback's job to read. You could call both. You could put two tight ends in the game and run a crossing route and say hit one of those two. If the quarterback can't actually throw the ball and pull the trigger, it's his fault. 
It's not, you know, I mean, honestly, is he doing any, anything different than Kansas City does? I mean, I'm watching Kansas City on third and one. Are you kidding me? And throw a quick screen at the one-yard line, and they score. Why? Because they have talent to do it. That's why. Right? I, 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 I mean, it's simple. Glenn, all I can tell you is the main guy in that coaching staff is Nagy. He's the one calling it year after year, game after game, month after month. He's the guy that's doing it, okay? And he has a guy that can't do it, so what do you call? Honestly, I mean, Dan, if you're you're calling an offense, you could be the, the smartest guy in the world, and you have a guy like Mitch. What are you going to call? You're going to get in the fetal position and just try and hang well, out here, and win. They're glad they brought in Foles and a, for 21 million this year and guaranteed him 21 million, and they didn't renew his contract. I'm talking about Trubisky. Yeah, well, he's going to be your starting quarterback. It's just when, and right now they're two and zero, so they're going to ride it out. But trust me, the offense will get better, Ed, when they get a legitimate. Court, or a quarterback at that position. The NFL is about is about quarterback. You've been saying it. I, for I years understand that. You pound you pound away on it, and you're right, a hundred percent. We don't have a quarterback. We have one sitting there, and that's why you know it's a shame Dan lost the bet because Dan's right. The other kid's better. Nick I, Foles I, is a better quarterback. When do we insert him? That's I, just I, the question is when. I think what well, we're getting probably Pace's decision, Glenn. What I'm hearing, I, Ob, is that you don't think even if they had a good quarterback, that Nagy would do the right things. Am I hearing my that right? you're reading me correct? Correct. I don't believe that. I believe that I watch a lot of their plays, Ed, and I get to see it from a different angle because I'm, you know, outside of Chicago, and I, I get to see things. And there's a lot of open people. It's just that uh, the quarterback can't read it, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And that that's just the truth. And you know, honestly, uh, you know, we all we all crown uh, Andy Reid as the greatest offensive mind in the world, but he has a lot of talent, and he has the best quarterback in the league that you, and I point this out, Ed, you said we should have gotten him. And so I will always give you credit for that one. Three, one. You, you, you were the guy that was on Mahomes from the jump. Hey, uh, we'll get some calls here coming on back. And, yeah, let's uh, do it. And also a reminder that we had a great pregame meal today from Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering. It's family-owned. Nobody and, better than them, Mark. Nobody. nobody. That's why you should Ugh. be fl- flying on back to see us here, guys. Family-owned and operated. Offers the best Italian cuisine in Chicago. And the meatballs featured on the Travel Channel. Located 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. 708-396-2333. Mike, Mike, Mike. We got three mics. Kind of amazing. All uh, coming up here. And you, 312-981-7200 on 720 WGN. Bringing back in Kaz and bringing back in you. Let's get right to the phones here. 17, 13. Wait, 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 Mark. Before we finish, I want to say one thing. I don't disagree with what Ed is saying. Nagy hasn't been great. But what I'm saying is he has also been had one arm tied behind his back with the worst quarterback in the National Football League, and he's been told that he's got to start the kid. That's all I'm saying. Bingo! I get what what Ed's saying, and I agree with him. Do you really think he was was told to start him? Do you not think he was? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't know. If he he was... Hold it. Glenn Glenn is right there. Make no mistake about it. Those words came out of Pace's mouth right to Nagy. 
Start yep. the season with Mitch, and if he doesn't work out, then we'll go we've to got, Nick. We've got Foles in the background like a closer. And, you know, they're 2-0, and oh, so maybe we get there. But, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't want to argue because I agree with what Ed is saying. It's horrific. I would just like to see what Nagy could do with a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. Then we could make a better... You know, it's easy to say he stinks because he has the worst quarterback, so he looks like he stinks all the time. That's all. All right, Mike and Beverly, welcome to Hamp and OB with Kaz on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Okay, Mike. I got to say this. I love your show. Second, I got to say, Nick Foles was my kid's quarterback in high school. He's a good kid. Smart. Had not the greatest career, but he's a good kid. But I got a problem with two things that Hampton and OB always says. You guys talk about the Bears organization like it's this fabulous organization. Their report card is one Super Bowl in 35 years and one championship in 57 years. That's not a great, that's not the sign of a great organization. You got to look at when the Bears played in their Super Bowl in 85, look at the path the Bears took and then look at the path New England took. That's the difference between a great organization and the Bears. So please, Stop saying the Bears are this fabulous organization with we their report them. card. We love them. That's oh. why we say it, Mike. I understand that. That's but tell me what say. the real problem is above pace. I mean, we got a president that wears a golf divot for a hairpiece. The, the problem has to be higher than pace. And I'm dying to hear your opinions of how we've allowed this Bears organization to be so mediocre. All right, Mike. I'll get Mike, listen to you. I love you. Take Mike, care. Mike, I read you. Okay, what I have said for a long time, and what Dan has said, George Hallis basically started the National Football League. It wasn't the Myra family in New York. It wasn't a lot of other people. He was the guy that saw the future, and he is the footing and the foundation. I mean, the Bears are of the National Football League. That has been recognized by everybody. You can't take that away from them. You can't take that away from them. Now, what has happened the last 35 years should probably never have happened. Should never have happened. But it has. And we've got to do something about it. But to sit here and praise the organization, I don't think Dan and I or Glenn have praised the organization. But I'll tell you what, out of respect, for George Hallis and what the hell he did to make the National Football League, I will give him all the kudos in the world. Because he gave monies to the other teams to keep them going back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s to keep this league alive. So I would never take that away from the Hallis family. Ever would I ever do that. And that's called love and devotion and understanding of what we, you know, what we all love and and respect about the uh, the NFL. So, Ed, you're 100% spot on. Thank you. Okay, all that being said, we all are true to our school. We love our high school. We are to the end of time. But it doesn't stop us from criticizing the myriad of, 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 of bad decisions on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. 
we we've blasted them about the draft picks and the you know and, and blunders on hiring of coaches day after day after day. But it doesn't change the fact we pull and want the Bears to be great. Let's get to the next Mike. And just for the record, Mike, in any organization that doesn't win for year after year after, of course it's at the top. Of course it is. And when you have a change at the top, yeah. I mean it's it, it, it? it's I mean come on, you're right, spot on. Correct. Mike in Plainfield. Another Mike. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, uh, Dan Hampton, you've got to be one of my favorite football players of all time. Thanks, pal. Uh, but the uh, Nagy wants to run these freaking jet sweeps with the damn quarterback. I think he ran three or four of them today. Three of them. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It, it, Mike, it's almost like he's so trying to get, get him hurt. I'm just saying. You know? Maybe Nagy's saying, I know how I can get Foles in there. Let's run the, 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 the jet sweep with Trubisky. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, you know, that and Chuck Pagano, I don't think he could coach his way out of a paper bag as far yeah. as that defense is concerned. He drives me nuts. So I'm going to listen to what you all have to say about that. Thanks, Thank Mike. you very much. Well, first of all, the thing about Pagano is he he had big shoes to fill, but unfortunately he has overvalued certain parts of his defense. Let me tell you something: this Jalen Johnson, this kid in the number two pick, everything he does in my mind, he's he, he's going to be special. He's a great player, and and Kyle Fuller is playing more aggressive than any corner in the league. I hope he doesn't get run by Cos, but I'm telling you, part of the reason why. Yeah, yeah. So much, you know. So many receivers are having a hard time getting open. Is he won't run off? He's biting and clamping down. But other than that, the pass rush. I don't know what these guys are doing. They're out of shape. They don't care. Pass rush is not what it was two years ago for sure, and it's not even close to what it was at times last year. You know, Eddie Goldman. You can say what you want. Obviously, there's some difference in the the interior play, but Roquan Smith is not very good at the line of scrimmage. He can run around and maybe play some coverage, but Danny Trevathan has walked off a cliff. He's not the, the same player. So maybe Pagano knows he's got a lot of a liabilities in the backfield back there. And Eddie Jackson, you know, he was great two years ago. Last year, nah, nah, nah. This year, he, he made a, a, a bad uh, decision on on uh, jumping the uh, the route on that tight end, got the penalty that in, uh, allowed them to continue the drive. So, Eddie, I, I'm just telling you, a lot of the players from two years ago, they've, they backslid. You remember that? And that, when you were going to church, Kaz, don't be a backslider. Well, we got a lot of backsliders yeah. on defense. <laughs> well, what's happening is, I, <laughs> Danny, I mentioned, I hear the Lord! Let me tell you something. <laughs> That window is really shrinking. You, know, you said it. That they, they're not as good. Go on. The, the window is really shrinking defensively for all the things you just said, Dan. How the hell do you get rid of Kwiatkowski and get him, and he goes to Las Vegas? A kid that is smart, quick, hits like a bull, and he's young. How do you get rid of him? It, it, that, it, it's, blunder. It's my big blunder. And the window is shrinking. Mac is not what had happened his first year when he came in here. But then again, people also forget when we went 12 and 4 in 2018, guess who had the easiest schedule of the 32 teams? The Chicago Bears had the 32nd easiest schedule in the National Football League. Hey, Kazi, before you go, just curious your thoughts on the defense. 
I, I think they said it best. Um, you know, Akeem Hicks, I really thought that, and Ed, you know, Ed and I have had heated discussions about it. He's right. He is the centerpiece, and he's not showing up this year. No. I don't know what has happened to him. I don't know if it was an injury with that arm or whatever else, but he's different. Khalil Mack, um, you know, maybe it's just some money. I don't know. Or it's just, you know, a couple of years of taking a beating like he has, and they are not as good, but the back end is really good, and that's what keeps them in games. Um, you know, next week against Atlanta, we've got to score at least 28 points on offense to win the game because they're going to score a lot of points, but they're going to give up a lot of points too. Hopefully we can match them. That's just how they, you know, that's how Atlanta operates. So that's a no, you know, it's not like this is a no-brainer going to Atlanta next week, even though they're 0-2 and we're 2-0 and and we feel confident. Um, Atlanta, they just score points. So we're going to have to keep up. And, guys, I, I hopefully the defense can do that because if they can't, with who we have running our offense, it's it's going to be a long day. Cos, it just is. Cos, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. And by the way, happy birthday, Dan Hampton. He is now 21 years old, apparently. Right, Ed? <laughs> I'm holding, that's for sure. <laughs> you, you Thanks, it, guys. guys. Talk Thanks. to you next week. Looking See you later, Glenn. Seeing all of you. Six, 6.30 news right now. Adam Hogue coming up. 7.20 WGN. Yeah, the first one, um, it was a contested catch. The kid made a good play. The defensive back made a good play on the ball, popping it up in the air. Very similar to what happened to us last week in Detroit. Uh, and so I'll have to go back and look whether or not we, you know, what the deal was there with the, with, with, um, the receiver and, and Mitch. And then the last one is just kind of unfortunate. Um, you know, we're in that position to give, go to, you know, one of our best players on the team and give him a chance to make a play. And I mean, I, I thought he had it and then just coming down, it slipped out. And to their credit, he made a good play, uh, to pick it off. So it's unfortunate, but it's, that's a part of, uh, the game. Head coach Matt Nagy talking about the Mitchell Trubisky interceptions today. Okay, a uh, real quick point uh, for you and uh, all the, the wonderful listeners. We appreciate your calls. Uh, we, OB and I were watching uh, the Kansas City uh, San Diego, oh, San Diego uh, LA Charger game in overtime. San Diego got the ball, couldn't do nothing with it, kick it. Now Kansas City's driving. Anyway, Kelsey was in the huddle. Mahomes was looking at him, giving him little descriptions with his fingers, like where to run a route. And they went, and then they put Kelsey back in motion and ran a dive play. So obviously they they um, what I tell you they audible out of it. But the and you know Ob screaming, why don't we do that? Why don't we do? Well, a lot of the the reason for motion, Mark Carmen, is what? Why does an offense run motion? Because they are trying to confuse the defense, and they're trying to expose it. You can tell if it's man, zone, what, three deep, whatever, by how they adjust when you run motion, okay? Perfect. Here's the problem. Somebody's got to be smart enough to know what to do when they expose themselves. We don't have a quarterback that's capable, unlike Mr. Mahomes. Oh. You got it? So you Yeah, don't- when we run motion... We, he gets confused. <laughs> Meaning Trubisky. That's not. That's not. I'm sorry. So, that's the way. That's it, folks. You would think that he would be able to pick up what the Bears are trying to Maybe do. Maybe in five years. Uh, hey, the reason Cody Whitehair was an offensive tackle at K State and now he's a center is because he's real. He's really smart and he's able to call the strengths and weaknesses of defense uh, sets because normal quarterbacks come up and do that. Well. 
Cody has to do it here. You know, Dan talking about you know the tight ends in motion. Just look at the good teams. Look at the good teams. Look at who's in motion. Who's not in motion? Look at the formations. Look at the adjustments by the quarterback. And then look at us. Let's bring Adam Hogan here on that. Uh, Mr. Hogue, welcome in to Hampton OB. Great to have you as always, of course. Uh, you you agree, disagree, want to add on anything that uh, we're talking about with the, the motion and Mitch's understanding of uh, the concept? Well, I do think this is a good topic that our listeners need to understand because there is a lot of motion within the Bears offense and I mean it's a huge staple of uh, what a lot of good offenses are running right now not just Kansas City I mean the Rams and Sean McVay use a ton of it and everything everything you guys just said is completely accurate I mean the whole point is to if you're if the defense is in man when you move Jimmy Graham from the right side to the left side well then the linebacker is going to go with them and he's going to show you that they're in man now this is a lot of the struggles with Mitch Trubisky when you hear in the offseason Matt Nagy talk about him becoming or wanting him to become a master of coverages, a lot of it has to do with pre-snap and recognizing this stuff at the line of scrimmage. Now, I thought last week at times Mitch did that. Um, you know, the touchdown pass to Javon Wins in Detroit is a perfect example of Jimmy Graham going from one side of the formation to the other and the defense showing him that it's man and Mitch Trubisky operating the rest of the play the way he's supposed to. He actually did that a bunch last week. Um, I obviously haven't had enough time yet to go through the intricacies of today and know you know where he struggled with that and where he didn't. Um, I do know that the Giants played a lot of zone today, which is more of Mitch's bugaboo than, than man, and I thought in the first half he did a great job of improvising and scrambling around and making plays when they weren't necessarily there. But the problem with all this, no matter what we're talking about, right, guys, is consistency over four quarters. That's where – so I can give you an example where Mitch has done that properly, has read the motion and the way the defense reacted properly, but it's doing it consistently over four quarters. And that's again, was today kind of the problems, not just with him, but with the whole team. Nobody played a consistent – four quarters today no and you know the immediate defense of the uh, giants was so pathetically structured that he was able to buy time and to his credit ob he converted what the first four third down attempts so th- much better in the first half wow what a shocker we actually scored points in the first half see how that works together so anyway we uh we we had have basically kicked it around for an hour and a half about the fact that if okay, we're two and zero. Oh. Yay! Send up the balloons. But the bottom line is, and I'm and I actually picked the Giants. And if they don't, you know, lose their best player, who knows? They probably do win against us today. I mean, they were just like last week, down at the goal line, knocking, throwing a, throwing the ball in the, in the zone, trying to you know beat us, and. We didn't have a whole lot of answers. Now, my question to you is, did you feel like, top to bottom, this offense got better as the game went on? Unfortunately, you know, we saw that last week where you thought, you know, maybe we'll get better throughout the game this week. To me, it looked worse by the fourth quarter. Yes, and I can give you a prime example of that. Now, one was that, the things that they focused on this week, which is getting off to a better start and third downs, they accomplished both of those. Okay. Great start to the game. Great, really, you know, good first half, other than Anthony Miller dropping that touchdown pass, which was one of Mitch's 
you know, best throws of the game. And, you know, other than that, it was a great first half. They they were 9 for 12 on third down halfway through the third quarter. 9 for 12. One of those was the drop touchdown I just mentioned with Anthony Miller. And another one of those was a third and 18, which was, you know, pretty hard to convert. Essentially, Mitch, through the first two and a half quarters of the game, was as perfect as you can be on third down. Then Anthony Miller dropped that other third down pass. And from that point on, the Bears were 0 for 4 on third down the rest of the game. So it goes back to what I was saying. I, you know, I see signs of progress. I think it's a good thing that they came out and they were executing the things that were their big focus of the week. Uh, they didn't do it, though, for four quarters. They didn't finish the game. And so I think that's got to be the big challenge this week and really the rest of the season because right now they're lucky that the Lions and Giants were on the schedule the first two weeks. Adam Hogue with us here on Hampton OB 720 WGN. What what do you make, Adam, of the Giants being able to move the ball down the field and get within 10 yards of scoring a go-ahead touchdown? Yeah, I I was surprised by that. I, I really felt like at halftime, guys, if you had said, you know what, the Bears aren't going to score another point, do you think the Giants will come back and win? I would have said, no way. No, this game's over even if the Bears don't score another point because they can't do anything offensively. They don't have Saquon Barkley. And the Bears' defense, I thought, early on in that game, looked like the Bears' defense again. I think I even tweeted that at halftime. The Bears' defense looks like the Bears' defense again. Um, I have to go back and watch it closer to really understand what happened, to understand what happened late. But obviously I don't like that all of a sudden Daniel Jones was picking things apart uh, and moving the ball pretty effectively they made. Here's the thing, though. If they don't call that P.I. on Eddie Jackson, and I think it was bang-bang and probably could have been called but didn't have to be called, if that makes sense, we're talking about a completely different performance for this Bears defense because then they come up with a big play that they need. They get the pick six. This is the thing that the Bears defense does. Uh, but you know what? They didn't get that call, and they – it got way too dicey at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And by the way, you know, we take Trubisky to task almost ad nauseum each and every week. All I want to say is early in the game, and especially on that little pressure option route where he rolls out to the right and the, the linebacker, you know, it's cat and mouse. And, every, and he run that to perfection and, and Montgomery scored yep. on it. Those are those are baby steps, Mark Carmen. Those are things that he's getting a little bit better at. He couldn't have done that two years ago, not that effectively. We're talking about the Bears, but just for what's going on in the NFL right now, the Chiefs just beat the Chargers 23-20, and that was one of the greatest performances by a kicker I've ever seen. He hits of what a 50-some-odd-yard field goal. The Chiefs were in motion. They backed him up five yards. He hits it again. Chargers had called timeout. He Butker. has to kick it a third time, and he drills it again. Butker. <laughs> Butker. I mean, that was an unbelievable performance. All right, back to the Bears. What's going on with Danny Trevathan, Adam Hogue? I don't know. I, I Look, I, I, I've i been saying this, and I, I've been you know periodically reminding fans in the offseason, you know, when guys turn 30 – it's just a, it's just a, there's there's a reason that number is a big number in the NFL because it happens where careers just you, you lose a little bit of speed. Um, I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen with Trevathan. With Trevathan, I I like that they brought him back, but it's always something that's on the table. And honestly, I was worried about that with Akeem Hicks based on what I saw 
at times last week and how he was limited and how he was dealing with injuries during camp. But I thought Akeem Hicks looked great for the most part today. So I thought that was a very encouraging sign, uh, especially early on. So with Danny, one thing I noticed, and I apologize if you guys have already talked about this, but Roquan Smith has taken over the full-time linebacker role, and he's got the, uh, the green dot on his helmet, so he's the one signaling the calls and everything. Um, so he's kind of taking that role over from Danny Trevathan, uh, which is significant, and it, clearly they trust him now, Roquan Smith, to be on the field for all 100% of the snaps instead of Danny Trevathan because when they got that little dime package, it's it, it's 59 that comes off, not 58. I still can't get over them getting rid of Kwiatkowski. My God, the talent that that kid showed every time he was on the field, no matter what down it was, and if it was a blitz, he came in like a Mack truck. I mean, he was unbelievable, and we get rid of him. And I said before, that window a few years ago, it's starting to shrink with the deep. They can still win a Super Bowl with this defense, but it's shrinking, shrinking. And now what I've seen after two games against two horrible football teams, it's really shrinking now. Hey, Adam, give a response to that coming on back. A quick time, I'll be back with you in two minutes, 720 WGN. Hampton OB 720 WGN till 8 o'clock tonight. Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. It, it it's it's a limousine to most <laughs> most people like me. It's just it's almost too nice for me to get in and, and drive all the time. It's the Chevy Silverado. <clears throat> it's dr- the greatest rig on planet Earth. Drive what Hamp drive Chevy. And my buddy Jerry Haggerty has got a whole bunch of them. There we go. Hey Adam, do you think that the window is closing? The Super Bowl window on this defense? Oh yeah. I think there's some valid points to that. Uh, yeah, I, I think, but it depends on you know how you reload with the young guys, right? So to keep the window open, you need a guy like Jalen Johnson, second round pick, who's already starting a corner to continue to play at a high level. And I really like what I've seen so far, considering how inexperienced he is. But I would say even more important right now. When the Bears drafted Roquan Smith, like we talked about this dude being the next great Chicago Bears linebacker in the history of outstanding Bears linebackers that this franchise has. Now, I think he's looking a little bit better, but this is year three, and we've yet to see that type of play to justify you know, the top eight pick that he was. Um, not that it's been a disaster by any means, but my point is, if you're going to start to have guys like Danny Trevathan and and Akeem Hicks and, you know, even Cleo Mack to a certain extent, like he doesn't look like the same dude that he was two years ago, although he's still very, very effective. You need the young guys to step up and get to that next level. So that can keep the window open, and those are things to watch throughout the season here. Uh, but I do agree that, you know, this offense – the defense doesn't look like it's capable of carrying this offense in its present form to the Super Bowl. Let's put it that way. There needs to be a much better play on the offensive side over the course of four quarters if they're going to win with this team that they have right now because it hasn't been good enough in the first two weeks, even though the Bears are 2-0. Hey, Adam, you know, it, it's it's tough enough to win in this league, okay? I mean, we, there's 31 yeah. other teams. But the fact is, 
Boy, when you have one dominant side, a defense or vice versa, if it's an offense, my God, like you don't know what to do to get to the Super Bowl, what to make better, how to get that team better, how to, if it's defense or if it's offense, how to get it better. And what the Bears have shown, they have a defense put together by Vic Fangio, who is now with Denver, and we had an offense here that year after year after year after year is stagnant. They don't convert on third down. They don't run the ball very well. They don't pass very well, especially downfield. And it's been year after year after year with a defense that you could have won a Super Bowl with. And to let this slip by, and without anybody stepping up and putting a stop to what the hell is going on here, is beyond me. Well, Adam, and, and by the way, your your assessment of Roquan Smith, and I and I said earlier on today's program, I said, you know, the, the, he's a pretty good peripheral player in the sense that, you know, coverage on the sideline to sideline kind of stuff, he's okay. But at the point of attack, he's he, he, he gets just you know, in, engulfed. And when Trevathan slips, and that's what he was best at, now you got really a lot of issues when both of them are not very good between the tackles. So, yeah, you're exactly right. This defense has got a lot of slippage, and I, I call it backsliding. You know, the, the two corners are playing super, but I don't think anybody else on that defense is doing a whole lot of good right now. Now, they could change, but here, as we look forward, we only got you a couple more minutes. You know, I watched that Dallas-Atlanta game pretty close, and Atlanta's offense is scary. I'm just telling you, they are scary. They move it, and they can they can make you look pretty silly. I'm just saying, you know, are we a little bit overinflated with our 2-0 and uh, club dub, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're the badasses and blah, blah, blah. Are we going to be ready to to you know, go down to Atlanta and try to find a, a, a way to win a fist fight? I think we might have lost that. Oh, here we go. You got me? Yeah, we got you. You're good. So, sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a great point because next week, it's already setting up like a week where your offense is going to have to pick up your defense a little bit um, because Atlanta's defense looks bad. And, and so you, you better be able to move the ball effectively for four quarters against them, uh, especially because I think with what we've seen through the first couple of weeks, it, it's actually unrealistic to think that the Bears are going to hold that Falcons offense down um, you know, without scoring at least a couple touchdowns. They got a lot of pieces. They can move the ball and um, – I, I just think it's going to be – now we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves here, but I think the Bears, they better be able to score points consistently for four quarters if they're going to be 3-0 and uh, going down to Atlanta. Adam, great stuff. Appreciate you. And, uh, hey, Bears are 2-0. and Everything is yeah. going exactly – Everything's just fine. Don't look behind the curtain. Th- th- this, is, <laughs> this is exactly where we thought we would be here. Not exactly how we thought Who we would get. Who said it would be there? You said it, Ob. Thank you. You, you did, my friend. You Thank did. you. You did, Adam. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Talk to you then. Adam Hogue covering the Chicago Bears for seven twenty WGN. All right, you know, we, Adam does a hell of a job. He does. That? I was just going to say he, he really, thinks like us, and I he, like that. He's got. A, he, he really does. He is. He's not a BSer. He, if no, you know what I mean. No. The, the, 
hey, listen, the best in the business. You can check out Adam's uh, podcast if you want more of uh, Adam Hogue and John's. They do a phenomenal job on there. And uh, he's got some interesting comments from Ryan Pace on one of his more recent Hogue and John's podcasts. Mm. Okay. That's your guy. That's your guy, it. Hample. I got it. Hey, right, we'll take a bunch of calls here in our <laughs> final hour. 312-981-7200. We appreciate your patience. Marty. Call to the callers. When we come back, don't start talking. O- OB's just pointing at me with... Uh, the guy was vaccinated with the Victrola needle. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. yaki. Let's get those calls. All right, we'll do it next. Coming up, man. <laughs> check the news first, 720 WGN. For last week, no. They, they didn't. But, you know, they... they uh, for them to keep them where they were with 13 total points in this game and getting those turnovers um, and then playing pretty well this game, I thought, you know, you got to be pretty happy with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them. We can always be better. Our, our guys expect a lot. But, again, for Robert Quinn to come in his very first play and have a strip sack, you know, it, it does take a little bit of time as you start kind of creating who you are. But the, the only thing that matters right now, uh, is the 2-0, and and then we just got to make sure that any area we can, we just keep getting better at it. More Matt Nagy addressing his defense. That was sweet. Robert Quinn instantly getting to the Giants quarterback. I got a little bit of a beef with uh, Robert Quinn, though. Wouldn't you think, now he's worn 94 his entire career pretty much, but wouldn't you think coming in for Leonard Floyd You'd want to get away from the number ninety four. Like I had a I had a flashback that Floyd was back on the team. I saw ninety four. I saw him. He looked a little thin to me. I thought I, I saw Leonard Floyd back out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it, your eyes are lying to you. It's like, not Leonard Floyd. I thought he was back. No, uh, I mean uh, Quinn made a. I mean it was a all pro move. A slap, shrug, right, right around the offensive tackle, strip sack, boom. And then he he walks into the uh, spaceship. We don't see him again. Final hour of Hampton OB, by the way. Let's give a shout-out to our friends at Bartolini's. $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering. Available for you right now. 312-981-7200. Let's take caller 9, Curtis, uh, for 50 bucks to Bartolini's. Family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. Plus the world-famous meatballs located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. Seven days a week. They never close at Bartolini's. Dine-in, patio seating, to-go orders, all of it. Details, Bartolini's. And you got to be mad at your money if you ain't in there buying them meatballs. There they are go. awesome. Bartolini's.com. All right, Mike and Lombard, you've been very patient. Thank you, sir. Welcome to WGN. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, Mike. i got to tell you, OB... Thank God for your comments on Nagy. We are totally looking in the wrong place, in my opinion. Um, you know, Trubisky isn't great, but I got to tell you, if you watch every game he's played, Dallas last year, other games, I don't want a running quarterback. But when he's himself, uh, he'll, he'll, he's so much better. And this guy, Nagy, is challenging him to stay in the pocket. Tariq Cohen uh, tweeted out that the coach challenged him to stay there. Trubisky said he's trying to not move as much. Again, I don't want a running quarterback, but uh, Josh Allen from the Bills, he's a pocket passer. The guy from Cincinnati played a great game the other day. He's a pocket passer, but they'll take off. And Trubisky, Nagy's in his mind. And when he just plays backyard football, he's not great, but he's a lot better. And I think we're looking in the wrong direction. And the defense, the defense is playing an odd 85 like when you played, Dan, but I'm telling you. They're good enough, and we're getting, we're looking, well, we should blame the water boy then. I mean, the bottom line is, we're not looking at the coach, and I think within the next couple of years, we're going to start looking at him because this guy is not the guru he says he is. And Trubisky's better than people think if he can be him. I wanted him gone a year ago, but 
I'm telling you, if you let him be who he is, he's not going to be uh, Mahomes. But he's a lot better than people think, and Nagy's in his head. So, wow. I don't know what you guys wow. think about that. And, and that's exactly why he was given the starting uh, assignment. And Nick Foles is holding the clipboard because they think the dynamics are such that they can you know, get him to go to the next level, to be beyond functional, but almost effective in certain situations. But today, you know, running the, the, you know, the quarterback on a jet sweep, it's like you're asking for Foles to get ready. That's all I'm saying. I, listen, I, I, I want to give Mitchell Trubisky some level of the benefit of the doubt, but don't tell me that if he got some great coach, this guy would take off. I can't hear that. At the end of the day, it's in the mirror with him, right? Am I missing? Am I? Look, look. There's a reason why the kid was drafted the second pick overall. He has a certain modicum of talents. He can throw the ball reasonably well on the move. A lot of the things that they said were his strengths. They don't allow him to do. Ob has has beat the bushes for three years, saying, "Hey, get this kid run play action with bootlegs." You know, Jeff Hosteller beat us. Okay, the giant quarterback, and he ain't that good. But he beat us because they used what he was capable of doing. They're not, they're, it's not like they're trying to force Trubisky into a role that he's very uncomfortable with. 312 981 7200. You want to jump on in here with you till 8 o'clock? Bears are 2 and 0, along with the Green Bay Packers, who came back today and smoked the Lions. Detroit was up early on that game. Detroit 0 and 2. And the Minnesota Vikings 0 and 2. So the Bears tied up side, up top the North with the Packers. Uh, let's get Marty and Joliet on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Marty. Marty? Marty, are you there? Marty has given a great effort, but Marty is not there. MIA. Mar- Marty, Marty, Marty. Marty was going to talk about man versus zone coverages and quarterback's ability to recognize the things. Uh, and usually Trubisky is more effective in a man coverage situation because it takes a lot less thinking. You know, you can see they're on the receiver and you can see if they have a, a, a well, chance of separation. The telltale thing was during, as soon as last season was over with, we all know it. The head coach said he's got this whole off season. He's going to work with Trubisky, trying to understand defenses, their coverages, and how it works. And he was going to spend the whole off season. Is that not correct, gentlemen? That's true. That is true. That's what he said. So what he admits to is that we have a quarterback that has an accuracy problem, and he also. Can't read defenses. So, exactly, wow. exactly. The that, coach said he can't, and he's going to work with him all season so he can be able to recognize and understand defenses. Right, but can that It's not be, me saying it. It's the head coach of the Bears. Yeah, but right. Can that be taught to somebody who, who in the heat of NFL battle, <clears throat> you either have it or you don't, right? You either have it or you don't, just like accuracy. Brother, you either have it or you don't. Right. It's not, you know, it's nothing that can't come and go, come and come and go. It's got to be there. Yeah. So, the, I, well, okay, listen. He he looked great in the first half. He was phenomenal in the fourth quarter against Detroit. And, Marty, you're back. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. What do you mean he was phenomenal? He the was. The tip ball, when Detroit was in their own, own, deep in their own territory, they're trying to get out. They throw a pass, gets tipped, 15 yards in the air, comes down and, excuse me, defensive back's hands. And they and they get a touchdown. 
and then they drive on our defense, and they drop the ball in the end zone. He threw. What was terrific about it? The, the, Where the hell was he for three quarters? I did. I didn't say anything about the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, he threw a beautiful pass. Well, unfortunately, to Mark, there's four quarters I, in the game. I, I'm, I am okay. I, I am aware that they, they all count the same. But what you're saying is three out of eight quarters thus far this year, he's been competent. Right. What about the other five? Uh, listen, that's the, and that's uh, the, folks. That's that's the whole ball of wax. You got to be pretty good six out of eight quarters if you think you're going. But hey. Two and O's, two and O, and you can. That's a deodorant that has kept Nagy off of you know the uh, the critical train. Well, that was easy to say because you looked at the two teams they played, and I told you they'd be two and O, and hopefully now that they can maybe get mentally set and go down and play Atlanta, et cetera, in the next four games, see where it goes. Marty, one more chance at this. Go ahead. Hi, uh, hello. Yes, Marty. Hi guys! Hey, an honor and a privilege to to speak with you guys. Couple things that that um, you know I, I'm listening to you guys talk about. You know, you put them in motion. You can be able to tell whether it's man or zone. You, and you guys know more than anybody with all the different hybrid coverages. That all starts with recognizing that that front in front of them, the shades of the of the defensive linemen. You know what? I would rather see them. And again, this comes back to our genius, Mister Nagy, setting up the perfect matchups. You know what? Last year, we'd see him just chuck the ball, and, and Hamp just said this a second ago, chuck the ball up to Allen Robinson when he had one-on-one situations. You know, that's, a, he'd have, that's perfect. Those are the type of things we need to do. We need to simplify for this guy, put him in position where he can make those fast decisions. Let's not, he's not a check-down guy. He's not Jim McMahon. He's okay. not, you know, McMahon's out at Brigham Young for three years. He's with Lavelle Edwards, and he's, he can throw it to his fourth guy. Okay. Right. The last thing I wanted to say before I hang up here, and I'll, I'll get your comments, is what was Pagano thinking? They're, at, they're just outside our tent at the end of the game. You know what? And I, if there's one thing I taught my wife, you know, she can, my wife can read coverage on TV. You know, banner zone. Here's a basketball principle. You know, you put the pressure on the guy the last play of the game. And that quarterback, and, and Buddy Ryan would agree, the guy can't throw the ball if he's on his back. You never let him throw the ball the last play of the game to win. And okay, go to it, guys. Thanks, Marty. Well, and it's, it's you know, the overarching critique of this defense. You know, we have not been able to get a lot of pressure by our defensive linemen beating people one-on-one. Now, but Hooker Crook, you got to get pressure, and and your point is you never let the you know a twenty million dollar quarterback throw the ball he wants on the last play of the game. You make him have to adjust, get, get in his get, face, yeah, get then bat, you know, collapse the pocket, make him have to do something he's not comfortable with, and yet, as you said. You know, Pagano's very comfortable just rushing for and crossing his fingers. Quick timeout coming on back here, 312-981-7200. Daniel Jones, for the record, on the day was 25 of 40. Did not throw a touchdown pass. Didn't throw it on the last play. Give the Bears defense credit to a point here. I mean, they they kept him, they kept Jones out of the end zone, which matters. Well, that's true, but in, in two games against the two of the three worst teams on the planet in professional football, 
they had the ball driving it right up our yep. tailpipe down to the end zone, red zone, to be able to beat us. And they, you know, a drop pass last week, and and guess what? It was a receiver call uh, pushing off that stopped the game. And as easily as two and all, we could be on two. That's what I'm saying. And the defense is culpable. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Hampton will be till eight on seven twenty WGN. Hey, it's our guy, Jeff Vukovic. He's back. He's a straight shooter who knows insurance. He's on your side, and he'd love to help you. Nationwide is on your side. Check out jeffvuk.com. Vuk! Nationwide is on your side. OB, by the end of the year, I'm going to get you to sing Nationwide is on your side for Vuk. He's, he's, he would love to hear that if you're into it. I got money on the other Just side of it. Just a good friend of mine. You say you say better than anybody. It, what it says here, oh, option to sing jingle. I think he'd like to hear OB sing the, the nationwide design. You do a good job. Yeah, thank you, OB. I appreciate that. But hey, if you go into his office, he's got a banjo. He'll play it for you. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Hamp, you're the you're our band guy. Maybe we should you know go next level here. Uh, Mason, you want to talk about Mitchell Trubisky? Welcome to WGN Hamp and OB. Go ahead. All right. So I've been watching... And I don't know if you guys think Foles should be the guy, but Trubisky's he's had like bad runs, but I mean, has he had already over a hundred last game and he's made some good play, plays like scrambling, like he had two today. Mason just in Montgomery. Mason, just say it. You're a believer. You're in. You like ten. It's okay, you can say it. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's I believe in him. There we go. I always believe that. See? I sniffed it out, OB. I, 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 Mason, hey, we'll, we'll see how he does against Atlanta. We got a believer. Yep, yep. <laughs> For sure. The look on Ham's face. Well, keep, hey, keep listening, and uh, there's a day coming soon. <laughs> like maybe. Uh, Did you see? And by the way, just so everyone knows, for whatever reason, we're going to be doing the post games on Tuesday night, 7 to 10. So after the Atlanta game, make sure you remember Tuesday night. Give us a call. Mason, we'll see what you say Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I, You could just hear that Mason was scared to come on these airwaves and say something nice about the quarterback. And I wanted to create a nice, open, beautiful feel that you can, hey, you can have that opinion right here on this show. That brings tears to my eyes. I, didn't it? It I, does. I thought it was sweet. Hey, you, you wanted to get it out there. Tony, Rockford, welcome. You want to talk about the quarterback, too. Go ahead. Yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. I, I, I'm, I don't like, not like Mason, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for him because he's got all the abilities. But I had recall hearing some year, a few years back that uh, uh, Brett Favre had really didn't know how to read defenses and, and didn't learn until way late in his career. And I think if he's just using his athletic abilities, that our our boy uh, Mitch can. Uh, just play the game. Just let them play the game. You know that when they let them play, they let them play loose. They, you know, give them a chance to speed up things. He seems to do all right. Another believer. It's a, a we're two for two. Yeah, and you know, let's, every... let's not go too much and believe it. I, I'm no, hopeful. No, let's say I'm hopeful. No, no, you can say it, Tony. You are optimistic about the quarterback. I heard it. Well, I'm I'm hopeful because I I want to you know I want our team to have a quarterback for once in my lifetime. I've been watching these guys since the early 70s, you know, since I was a kid. So I'm hopeful, and I, I see the I see the ability in him, and when he's allowed you, to Right, you see the ability. There, free, he, he does good. There it is. You, you see the ability. You're in on 10. Okay, well, yes, you I know, am. first and foremost, we, we, we want him to be a great quarterback. 
Now, wanting and you know, want in one hand and spit in the other and see which gets full first, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Sooner or later, you gotta just say when is the point of no return and. For the first time in a long time, we've got a plan B on the bench. 312-981-7200. We could just have a Trubisky salute right now. Let's keep it rolling. How many in a row can we get here that actually will believe in the quarterback? Let's go for three in a row. Chuck in Elkhart Lake. Chuck, how are you? Hey, guys. Great show. Can't wait to listen on Tuesday nights. Uh, Maybe OB's temperature will be down a little more on a Tuesday night. (laughs) Actually, the cardiologist said we need to move it to Tuesday for open. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a troops believer too. Uh, you know, I was a Terry Bradshaw fan, and Hamp and LB. I think you remember that guy was god awful early in his career, awful. And I think that you know Trubisky in year four is similar to where Bradshaw was in year four. Uh, now, physically. I don't see that much of a difference. I think it's a football IQ issue, and unless the guy has got special needs upstairs, I think he can get there. How At some point, do you see any comparison between him and Bradshaw? Hold on, Chuck, let me right back to you, right back to you, sir, with this question. You believe we're going to win a Super Bowl this year, next year, the following year, with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback? Say it, Chuck. I need a few more Woodfords. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the here, here's the difference. Uh, Terry I, Bradshaw had five other guys on the offense that were destined for the Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, he had six guys on defense destined for the Hall of Fame, as well as his coach. Now, you, everybody wants to bring up Brett Barr. Think about the coaches they had up there at that time. Think about the coaches with Holmgren. He had Gruden. You had Doug Peterson as he was a backup quarterback. And then now, of course, he's the quarterback, uh, excuse me, the head coach of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, the, uh, uh, Steve Minucci, or whatever his name. Mariucci. Mariucci. Yeah. There you go. I mean, the, the, how about Vince Lombardi? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that every situation is different. But I hate to say it, there's 15 kids in America, playing college football that can run and throw the ball about like Mitchell Trubisky. It's the ability to make decisions very quickly in a proper manner that separates the starters from the great ones. He's a starter right now. He's not a great one yet. Chuck, great call. Appreciate you. Love you guys. That was a good call. There, yeah. So, I had somebody compare Trubisky to Bradshaw to me before. They look at Trubad, look at Bradshaw's completion percentage, different era of the NFL. But if you do go back and look at it, Bradshaw's third year in the league should be figuring it out. He was forty eight percent completion rate. Forty nine is his his fourth year. He 40... gave you the answer. What was the Hampton answer? did gave you the answer. Yeah, I understand. There's a lot of talent around him. I got it. 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 All right. News. We had three in a row positive Trubisky calls. It's a landmark day for the show. News right now, 720 WGN. This is a third and eight for Chicago. Trubisky steps up. Steps back. Trubisky will air it out. End zone. Touchdown. Makes the connection with Mooney. Mitch Trubisky cashes in. And the Bears build on their lead. That is... 
best play of the day from Mitchell Trubisky. And it was a great play. Give him credit. And, OB, you're kind of falling in love with Mr. Mooney out of Tulane, fifth-round draft pick. You like him. You kidding me? Kid can run like that? Put him in there. Utilize him. Something with Ryan Pace in the fifth round of the draft. Darnell Mooney, three catches today. He had three catches last week, getting himself in the end zone. That's not a bad start for a rookie. Six no, and two, six and two weeks. What? Utilize him more. Yeah, hey. He's the kind of guy you want. And, you know, the, the kind of the underbelly of, of this win was the fact that the kid that made the really great catch last week and gave us the spark, Anthony Miller, he had two. Huge drops. Beautiful ball thrown to him. I, it's almost like he was shocked. They were there <laughs> on time, and, uh, and and he didn't catch him. Uh, I mean, obviously, all these things contribute, but, yeah, that's a, Trubisky well, actually did throw a couple of really great ones then and get caught. And with Anthony Miller, that's we've seen it over and over again. Yeah. He'll make great plays. Feast or famine. Total feast or famine. He's, it's like there's a lack of focus or something going on there. James in Westtown, welcome to WGN Hampton OB till the top of the hour. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hearing you guys talk about like you know how Mitchell Bisky and all that, but like I think the one thing that's important to realize is like you know we can't finish the game on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. For the past couple of years, we think we're the best defense, and we just like as soon as it becomes the third or fourth quarter, we're not really there, and then everything goes away. You're exactly right. Uh, think about this. Go back to last year. A lot of the issues that we had and not getting into the playoff, blah, 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 you can attribute to the defense. They put, it started, the slip started last year. Yeah, yeah. Think about the Raider game over in London. I mean, they drove it 96 yards for a touchdown to basically put us away. Uh, last week, Detroit, they got the ball with little time left. They went right down the uh, field. They were firing at us in the uh, red zone, and the, the rookie dropped the uh, touchdown pass. Today, same thing. Here they come. We can't get nobody stopped. And it started in the playoff loss to the Philadelphia Eagles with a quarterback by the name of Nick Foles. 312-981. And where was that game played? Right here. Sure was. 312-981-7200 if you want to jump on in. I got a question for you guys before we get back to some calls. Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke, David Montgomery of the Bears, give him credit, by the way. I th- did he not show you guys something today? Goes a lot out- of toughness coming back. That, a lot of kids today, the neck, and OB, you've had an yep. issue with your neck. Yep. Boy, that's something you don't mess with. And he was like caution to the wind. Not only came back, averaged over five yards of carry for, what, 16, 18 kids? Yeah, played carries. Maybe the, one of the bigger game, plays in the game. You get a chop block on uh, German Afadi. It's first and 25. What are we going to do? We certainly don't want Mitchell throwing the ball right now. You could see his confidence was going down. Let's give it to Montgomery. He runs for 24 yards, and you end up getting a first down in the possession, even with Matt Nagy's questionable play call. Yeah, so, again, think of some of these young kids, and before you throw pace out with the bathwater, think, think, okay, the, uh, the emergence of Mooney, a rookie running a lot of plays with the offense in game two with no offseason conditioning, OTAs, all that preseason, all that. Hey, he's running a lot of plays with the offense, and Montgomery showed great toughness today. But it's okay, get into that. No preseason, you've got Bosa, torn ACL. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. A lot of guys, Drew Locke could be done for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo, Paris Campbell, Solomon Thomas. Long, long list of primetime names getting hurt. And people are asking, well, is this because 
there wasn't a preseason. Can you draw that line that perhaps the ramp up to get going here is putting guys in injure in harm's way? Well, yeah, you you could say that. You know, a lot of it has to do with luck. Uh, but there's several things that come into play. But I would definitely say the number one, because they didn't have the exhibition season. But then again, when you look at the Bears, Nagy doesn't play the first-teamers through the exhibition season. So, you know. Yeah, to me, it's it's like, I don't know, somebody tears his ACL. Can we say that's because No, and the same thing with an Achilles. Right. But I do know this, and you can say what you want. I can say what you want. Those brutal training camps we had back then, very few people ever went down over the course of a season. And now there's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it's almost like a conditioning thing. What was the worst or your least favorite training camp drill? You know, it was all necessary. I've told the story many times about driving the sled around. Yeah. You know, in 97 degree heat. You You have to. But you got to. And I told the story, and uh, essentially, what? It, it, so your your mindset was like, "This is what we got to do." I I'm, I'm all in. It does doesn't bother me. I'm here to I'm here to play. I'm here well, to see, work. I, okay, so you know, during the course of practice, a lot of times, you know, everybody has a different agenda. You got different positions have to work on different things. Secondary linebackers, they got to integrate with the coverages, and that's pretty – a lot of talking and standing around. Well, the defensive linemen, we're driving a sled around, and we're, you know, we're busting our butts, and everybody else is standing around talking. So, you know, I'm, I'm screaming from one end of the field, hey, make those guys do something too kind of thing, right? <laughs> anyway, Buddy Ryan yells, hey, shut up, big rook. Anyway, so we're, 30 minutes, we come together, we're doing drills, and then I'm standing on the sidelines, you know, uh, after, you know, he brings us out, and he walks up, and he goes, big rook. He said, the hardest job in football is rushing the passer in the fourth quarter. Because that's when the games are in the balance, and you got to pay a price, and you got to be in shape, and you got to drive that sled, and that's going to be the difference maker in the fourth quarter. You understand? I said yes, sir. He said so. Keep your mouth shut. From that moment on, I understood. And then all the gaster drills, all that stuff. You know, there's a purpose, and you trusted the coaches to get you ready. Ob. Well, the thing that we did, we were, <laughs> we trained Rensselaer, Indiana, and uh, the tough thing about it was the time out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, sometimes we go out in the morning, two, two and a half. If you didn't like what was going on, you'd be out there three hours. Sometimes in pads, come out in the afternoon, minimum two and a half to three hours in pads, pushing sleds. And scrimmaging. One-on-one blocking, two-on-one, every day for quite a long time. Did you ever have a Dan Hampton, hey, what are we doing here moment, and had somebody of the buddy Ryan Ilk? No, I I never even thought about it. You had to do it. If you didn't, you're on the next bus out of town. (laughs) That was how it was with with Mr. Mr. Howells, huh? You bet it was. We would start in in college. It was was. Hell camp, and we were in a bowl stadium on AstroTurf. It's 130 degrees. Anyway, we do a hundred up downs before we would even start oh stretching. God. Okay, and and then a lot of times we'd get into practice, and Holt should go crazy and say, "Start it again." We'd have to do another hundred and stretch. It, just start from the top, and after like 
the second time, nobody ever allowed that to happen again. So there's, you know, smart coaches have, you know, like devices that that make you understand the, you know, the importance of doing things correctly. I'm just thinking about OB in 63. You're playing for the owner. You're playing for the head coach. You're playing for the general manager. There's nowhere to go. Who are you going to complain to? <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> that's that's a little bit different than what's going on now. You bet. All right, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We'll get you ready for the Atlanta Falcons final segment. Hamp Ono B coming up till eight o'clock on seven twenty WGN. Trubisky looks. Trubisky a threat to run. Floats it to the outside. It is caught by Montgomery. Montgomery makes a move upfield and breaks it to the clear. Touchdown Bears. Trubisky kept the play alive, and then Montgomery did the rest after the flip. Continuing to shower some praise on that David Montgomery guy. Second year, 16 carries, 82 yards. Hampel, would you have given him the ball more? Well, and I kind of like what they're doing. And, of course, he was nicked up. He had to leave the game with the neck situation. We didn't know what it was at. I, I like Cordell Patterson. We don't want him going, you know, stretching the field. We need him more, you know, of the uh, the, the, the those uh, gouging kind of runs. that He had one early in the game. I thought it was a, a, kind of a tempo setter. And then, of course, Tariq Cohen is going to have his moments and his spots. But the combination of the three – it's been very effective. And again, we have to preface everything by the fact that, you know, this is a, you know, two weeks uh, period where we're playing two of the worst teams in football, two of the worst defenses. But we're going to find out this weekend uh, down in Atlanta, uh, you know, a lot more about this team, both offensively and defensively. And, you know, Matt Ryan, you can say what you want. He had four touchdowns today. Their defense smothered Dallas basically for three quarters, so they're not completely without some ability. Before we jump all over the Falcons in the next matchup, uh, just since you brought up Tariq Cohn, uh, the Bears did sign him to a three-year contract extension, $9.5 million guaranteed in money. Could be worth uh, over $18 million. Three-year contract extension. Tariq, who could buy us all dinner at Bartolini's, visit Bartolini's.com, uh, 708-396-2333. OB, you like that signing? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. He's uh, He can be a force if used properly, which I don't think he totally and completely is. You'd like to see him lined up as a wide receiver, right, uh, in the you, slot? You betcha. I'd like to see him in a slot. I want to see him in motion 90, 85 to 90% of the time. I would hate like hell to be strong, weak safety, or cornerback and have that kid with that quickness. Coming at you. And oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. Hey, uh, Minnesota is off. To, before we get to Atlanta here, I just want to read one comment to you from uh, Mike Zimmer, the Vikings head football coach, because we like to poke fun at some of the things that Matt Nagy tries to sell to the media. Uh, here was Mike Zimmer today in the Vikings loss. Uh, Minnesota, hang on a second, let me just pull up the score. Minnesota got crushed again uh, last week. They Green Bay took it to them, and this week the the Vikings lost to the Colts, twenty eight eleven. Mike Zimmer, we can't start winning until we stop losing. You got that? We can't. Start- what are you saying? We can't win unless we stop the mistakes. Right. We yeah. can't. St- 
<laughs> but that's pretty good. We can't start winning until we stop losing. Yep. Like I say in golf, every shot makes somebody happy. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. You know, every play makes some one side happy and the other one upset. Now, uh, just taking a look at uh, the, some of these stats, Matt Ryan, who I, I've never been a big fan of, he had really? a QBR of uh, 126.3 today. Uh, one sack, but he threw for four touchdowns and uh, almost 300 yards so I, again and they they got Todd Gurley now who really didn't have that much of a uh, an effect or impact on the game but still they've got stars they got Julio they've got Calvin Ridley oh man tell me about it so they've got uh, Calvin Ridley led their team with uh, 109 yards on seven catches so obey the Atlanta Falcons to me obviously now after the Super Bowl collapse and then today's collapse in Dallas, everybody in America is making jokes about, you know, you know, the, the fact the Falcons can't close a deal kind of thing. I'm just saying, those are the teams that you don't want to mess with because all week long they're going to be hung out to dry by the media across the nation, not only in Atlanta now with everybody on their phones and all. So I'm just saying i got a, 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 a bad feeling about this because, unfortunately, it seems like Mr. Nagy is still got the powder puffs out, making sure everybody is uh, all touchy-feely and getting along. And even though 2-0 and is, is camouflaged by you know the other teams making critical mistakes down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Well, listen, obviously, <laughs> they, with the quarterback they have, they can move the ball. They've done it every year, Dan. Scored twenty five against the Seahawks, you know, which is not nothing. But, but for us to go down there, it, it'll be a good test. It really will be. It'll be a good test to see if our defense can match Atlanta's offense, their passing game. See if they can get to the quarterback. Let's see if they can play good man to man or zone, whatever they want to do. Let's see if they can get it done. Because again. This team is a little bit better than the prior two teams they've been playing. Let's uh, let's name an MVP if we can for today's victory over the Montgomery New York Giants. You give it to Montgomery. I, I think so. To go and, down with that 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 what looked like to me that's a serious thing when you start screwing around with your neck, you know. And he came back. Kudos. Yeah, Kudos. and you know what? That gives the team a little bit of grit and and gumption, where they say, "Hey, hey, if he's coming back, at least I can do is get after it." So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like I like David. How about how about on the defensive side of the ball? Anybody stand out? Uh, no, Jalen Johnson. I'm just telling you, and and let me just tell you this: that Saquon Barkley, his injury, and nobody wants to see anybody get hurt, but. A lot of that has to do, and you can go back, the tenacity that Kyle Fuller is showing on his tackles and how he is banging on receivers. He has, he made the Pro Bowl two years ago. Yeah, I think, he's playing like it now. Last oh, year he was missing in action. I'm just telling you, and you know what? The kid, the pup is biting too. Jalen Johnson has looked. Uh, who did we have over there l- l- last year? Uh, the kid from New York, the, from the Giants. It was uh, Prince of Mukamara. Right. Jalen Johnson is playing twice the at the uh, twice of a, a, a level that what Mukamara did at any time while well, he was here. Well, I'm just telling you, he's Dan, playing really once, good. Once we start playing some pretty good football teams, then if he's if he's up there and he's meeting the match, 
then I'll agree. Till now, I'm holding back my thoughts on them. OB, they're going to win next week? Yeah, I like them. All right, 3-0? and all. I, I think so, and this is the game that they, they, they can't have their quarterback play one or two quarters. He needs to they play know, four. Excuse me. They know they have to show up for this game. Thank you to uh, everybody who called in today. Thank you to Adam Hogue for jumping on. Thank you to Glenn Kozlowski, Cosman, Curtis Koch producing the program. Most importantly, thank you for listening. A week from Tuesday night, we're on 7 to 10. Uh, Hamp, OB, great to see you. Bears win 2-0. Have a great rest of your Sunday night.